Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. with the coyote fitness podcast i am your host hunter here again with caleb and tyler and we are going to talk to you guys about the beach body challenge today so we got the beach body challenge coming up we're really excited about it and um it's going to be the fall version this time and we're going to talk about the beach body challenge and some things we've seen um in the past with it some successes we had um so you guys can uh see if you want to partake in it yeah, something that I think uh, is really an anchor point for the first half of the year and then the second half of the year. And then we've also built in some time to do two that are online. So our, our most recent one was online. Um, and those are, of course, smaller. But it also, so what we've tried to do is just give our members access to different tiers of investment into their nutrition. And so um, this is kind of that middle tier in between just the intro to the gym and some of the basics of nutrition that we talk about all the time. And then this is kind of the middle range between that and personal nutrition coaching. And so having four opportunities a year really helps give people um, a point or helps give them access to uh, a resource no matter what point of the year is the time where you can hit the go switch on setting a goal. And so for the fall, this is a great one because people are getting ready for the holidays and they're coming to the end of a year. And it really is, uh, I think, has been one of the most successful challenges um, just because of the time of the year. Yeah, it's a it's definitely going to be a little busier season for a lot of people, I think. Um, but that's kind of the beauty of it, too, is that uh, this little kickoff into the last half or last quarter of the year um, is a good way to finish strong. Um, so a good little short-term goal. We've talked a lot about long-term challenges and goals, and this is a fun little short-term uh, little push to kind of end the year um, and set yourself up for the holidays. So what have you guys seen um, in the past with people that have done the Beachbody Challenge? What kind of uh, you know changes have you seen? Have, have people been able to take what they've learned in the Beachbody Challenge and you know continue to do it going forward? Um, after it's over with, what have you seen? What it's taught me is that there – everybody needs a little bit of a different approach. The challenge approach is kind of what we're talking about with this. And it works for a lot of people. It doesn't work for some people. And so I think generally now that we've done this, we've probably done 10 of these now, I think. And after that, you really have a good idea. I know we're going to go through some statistics here in a minute for everyone. Uh, but what I've noticed that stood out is that if you're the type of person that can take the information and you are motivated enough to let this six weeks um, 
be the motivation that you need to get going, you can absolutely take the information that we're going through and run with it and see not only six weeks, but then to get done with it and say, oh, I can do this again. And my favorite part about this is exactly that, that people get done and they realize that nothing changes when you get to week seven after the six week challenge is over, because what you've done is you've kind of wrapped your mind around um, nutrition for the first time for a lot of people. And it demystifies all these different focuses that are in the wrong area and kind of gives you the anchor points to focus on. And so, yes, I think um, it absolutely is something that people can continue to do. And we see that a lot, but it also for some people helps open their eyes to a need for maybe a one-on-one focus and some specifics of them. So yes and no, but we know this going into it and that's, what's fun about it. Yeah. I've had a lot of uh, people approach me and something that I've heard from a lot of people um, and, you know, a couple clients that I have even, um, is sometimes we kind of need an excuse or a reason to kind of push against something. So a, a little challenge, um, a little somewhat of a competition, even putting a little bit of a score behind, um, some metrics that we're measuring gives some people, um, and I think some people operate really well with those metrics of, you know, I get a point for completing this task or this challenge. And that, uh, kind of that, that instant feedback loop of, Hey, you know what? I, I was in bed for eight and a half hours tonight. I got that check mark. Um, I think a lot of people have really, really benefit from having that option. Um, and then as far as moving forward with it and after the challenge is over, a lot of people I've talked to and I get to work with kind of talk about how, um, and Caleb, you nailed it saying demystify. That's a, that's a word of the day for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I how, stole your thunder. That's there. right. Caleb came through with the vocabulary today. Um, the, that, it doesn't always have to be rocket science. It doesn't have to be extremely complicated. And if most people can take even half of some of the things that we're going to challenge and cover and do those things consistently, it makes a lot of other things a lot less complicated in that sense. Nutrition is too vague. Healthy is incredibly vague. And most people, it almost is more frustrating than it is not when you don't have measurable aspects of uh, to, to help you set up a plan for success. And so I think the the amazing part of the challenge is we've identified the things that are going to move the needle for people most. And we've put an emphasis on that. And then we've made it incredibly black or white. And so when you provide those metrics, all of a sudden you give people the option. And then what they do with the option is up to them. But you at least help clarify the objective of quote unquote healthy. And we have the statistics to show that like what people start a nutrition focus for most of the time is increase in muscle and decrease in body fat and feeling good. Those metrics are what we've seen. And so for us to be able to help people just for the rest of their life, like that sounds like a big statement, but we really do for the rest of your life. You have a little booklet that helps you know what to focus on if you do want to make a change. And then it's up to you if it's a good time for you. If it's not, that's okay. But if it is, we want you to know how to do how to do it. So I, I uh, kind of tallied up a bunch of different statistics here, and we can go over those in a minute. But I wanted to start by talking about just the kind of outline of the of the of the challenge and how it goes. And uh, so people who maybe maybe aren't familiar with it or haven't ever done it before, um, can kind of get a feel for it. So, you know, there's been a couple of different iterations of the Beachbody Challenge that we've done in the past. And um, 
we kind of came up with this one a few years ago. And basically a lot of it is based off of uh, some stuff that I'd read in Atomic Habits and really trying to think about how can we break this down into what people need to do on a day-to-day basis to make it um, sustainable for them. And kind of we kind of created a scoring system for people to be able to um, track what they're doing and how often they're doing and how consistent they're doing. And we'll talk about it in a minute, but it's been extremely successful in determining the people who are being the most consistent and in by that you know token the people that are also having the most results and the more consistent people are being the more success they're having and we've had you know enough people turning their scores to be able to track that which has been pretty awesome to see that the design of the the challenge is coming into fruition and then also the results are being pretty pretty amazing for pretty a six phenomenal week, six week period uh people are losing tremendous amount of body fat in six weeks while also putting on muscle or maintaining their muscle which is really really hard to do most most of the time when people are trying to lose weight they're um, losing a lot of fat but they're also losing a lot of muscle at the same time so to be able to lose five to ten pounds of body fat in six weeks but also maintain or even put on a pound or two of muscle is really really phenomenal so the the six basically it, it boils down to there's six things people are uh, asked to do every single day and they get a, a checklist and a scorecard and at the end of the six weeks the goal is for them to have 252 points which would be a perfect score okay so 42 days total six points a day um, that's how we came up with that but they get a, qu- a point for the quality of food that they eat and we give them a uh, food list to to shop from and they get a point for quantity of food and we help them set their macros up in my fitness pal and quantity of food involves not only calories but also uh, macronutrients and they get plus or minus 10 percent in either direction for both of those so if 10 percent of the food they eat in a given day is not on the list they would still, still get a point and we would calculate that by what percentage of the total calories um, they ate so if they if their goal is 2,000 calories then as long as 1,800 of their calories are from the quality of food does that make sense um, are from the, the list. And then the same thing, if their goal is 2,000 calories, they would get up to 2,200 or down to 1,800. As long as they're in that range, they're going to get a point for that day. Same thing with protein, carbs, fat. And then they're also going to get a point for 100 ounces of water. They're going to get a point, like Tyler mentioned earlier, for being in bed for eight and a half hours with the goal of them being asleep for eight hours. They're going to get a point for doing the Coyote Fitness Workout of the day, and then they're going to get a point for doing 30 minutes of exercise. So if they come to class, they get basically get double points for that. Now, the only day that would uh, come into play where they're not working out would be Sunday because we're closed on Sunday, and we encourage everybody to take the day off. But to make up for that, they get a bonus point if they don't drink alcohol for the week. So that's the, sit, that's the breakdown of the six points. Um, that's worked pretty well, I feel like. Yeah, those are some things that I think when uh, at first, maybe if someone who's not ready for a quote unquote challenge may be a little kind of like overwhelmed by, man, that feels like a lot of things at first. But when you really start to boil it down, um, if you kind of cross one bridge at a time, uh, you found that these are a lot of things that though we apply in a short term. And I just love the idea of it being uh, a few things that you can take with you for the long term or all things you can take with you for the long term. But um, the shopping list, number one, is something that I think is the most tangible and really good thing to take um, with you all the time. 
Um, and so, you know, people that I talk to about the challenges, you know, one of the biggest takeaways they have from is realizing that what is considered quality food to even start. Um, some people, you know, have a very vague misconception of what is quality food. Does it have to be uh, keto to be quality, right? And so um, that's, you know, not the idea at all. And so seeing um, some foods being on the shopping list that are considered quality food um, has I've heard from some people has been kind of shocking, you know, oh, carbs, can you can have quality carbs. Yes, you can have quality carbs. That's fruits and starches. Um, so I love that it touches on that shopping list, touching on meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, starches, certain fats and oils. Um, and then having a, you know, not so ideal list of quality food that um, you should avoid during the short-term period and avoiding some of these foods for a short-term period. I know Caleb, you know, you, you talk on this a lot on, you know, food sensitivities and things like that. Um, but, you know, having something to aim for and something to certainly avoid for a short period of time, I think makes a tremendous difference in and of itself just to even start um, for a lot of people. For most for most people having the idea of a food list or a do not eat list, um, it sounds restrictive. Food list that you can eat from sounds restrictive, but a shopping list sounds positive. And so we call it a shopping list because it's not that you, like we say, yeah, you can only eat from this, but it's not, it's not restrictive at all when you really look at it. It is almost endless varieties of different types of foods that you are able to eat instead of just focusing on what you're not able to eat. And so it sounds restrictive at first, but what it ends up, what people end up realizing is that it's very freeing when you have a couple less options. And instead of trying to think, okay, I want a, you know, you know, we're at this point we're making hamburgers with donuts as the bread, you know, because we're so, we're trying to find something new and it's a new sauce on top of fried chicken and it's a new creative and all of that leads to more and more frustration and it doesn't make us happier. And so I think helping people just see that food is really simple and it doesn't have to be as restrictive as you think. What you may find is that by setting some of those guidelines, you actually enjoy food more and you actually end up saving a lot of time and having less decisions to make. The There are this is something we talk about with nutrition clients a lot, but there's only so many types of lean protein. You know, like there's about eight to 10 maybe different types of lean protein that you can get. And as nutrition coaches, we can't, we're not going to come up with, you know, you don't pay us to come up with a new food you've never heard of. So for a lot of people, it really just simplifies. Here's some of the foods that you're going to focus on. And people come out of the challenge and they're like, man, that was so much easier than I thought. Uh, and so I think that, you know, the shopping list, both and the do not eat list, it actually gives people more freedom than restriction. And that seems to be a really surprising takeaway for a lot of people. Um, one thing that I really like about the, the challenge is the, the points aspect of it, because, um, we're all competitive natured and it allows us to, um, try to focus on getting points for the day, as opposed to focus so much on the end result of trying to lose weight um, or trying to put on muscle or whatever your goal is, the, the focus turns into what do I need to do today to get my points. And then at the end of it, it's there's just a clear point total that you have. And that's what I, I really, really like about this is the fact that it just puts the focus on day to day, what I need to do today to get closer to my goal. And, I, and at the end of the day, 
you have immediate feedback on how many points you got. And if you got six points, you're like, I checked all six boxes that I needed to check that are going to get me closer to my goal. And on the flip side, if you check one box, you know, well, today I didn't do a whole lot towards my goal. Um, and so it really, really puts the, the focus on the habits that you need to do day in and day out to, to, to develop the consistency of doing the right things that are going to get you closer to your goal. And the goal ultimately is, yeah, we want people to, you know, lose weight and lose body fat and put on muscle in the six week period. But hopefully they will have developed the habits over, over the 42 days to be that they will continue after the challenge is over with, because it, it takes about 28 days to develop a habit. So hopefully if they're doing it every single day for 42 days, they will have kept these habits that they've developed and they can continue to do it well after. That's why it's about, um, we do the body fat scan at the beginning, at the end, and it's about muscle uh, gain. It's about body fat loss, and it's about body fat percent loss, and it's not about weight gained or loss. We don't even take that into account when determining the winners or losers because we want to focus on changing people's body compositions because somebody could lose 50 pounds in six weeks, but if a large portion of that is muscle, they're going to be setting their body up to be in a bad position where when they start eating again, they're going to start putting weight on and they will have not put that muscle back on. They will keep that, you know, muscle that they've lost off and their body composition is going to be in worse shape than it was before. So that's one thing that I really like about it is we're focusing on the things that people need to do day in and day out, and then they can focus on that. And then at the end of it, they can literally determine how many points they got compared to what the, t the top, point total was and were the, the most possible points they could get. And then they know what percent they got, you know, what you can literally divide and determine what your, what your score was percent wise. And we all know, you know, a 70% is like a C, a 80 per, or a D, a 80% is a C, a 90% is an A or whatever it is with de depending on your scale. And so we can determine, you know, how likely you were to, to, to um, make progress based off of those, those points. The more of these statistics that we have and the more, we kind of almost laugh every time we get done with an, another challenge because it is eerily similar. Whether we have a hundred people turn in their results or 20 people turn in their results, it is eerily similar. And so the more that we build confidence with this, and as we start to have more and more success with individual nutrition clients, it really does get to a point where we can help even prepare people for this and almost like confident, even more confidently set them with the expectation of what to what results am I going to get from this hard work? The hardest thing we say this a lot. The hardest thing about making nutritional changes and um, physical success in the gym and progress in that way is because you don't see the result when you walk out of the gym for that day, right? You're not going to hop out of the shower after your workout and see the results of your hard work. You're not going to finish the meal and 15 minutes later start to see the results. It's a delayed gratification in that. And so when people start a challenge, they're having to trust us that, that we're going to be able to make a commitment for the next two, three weeks. And I probably won't see these results for 14 days to 21 days. But if I just trust the process and I see that, oh, there's 300 people who've done this, all of a sudden I can, I think we're going to see people have a little bit more buy-in and then we see even more results. So I think that that's one of the things I'm most excited about is over the years, we're just building more of a reference base for people um, to trust that 
it really isn't as difficult as uh, marketing and magazines make it seem. You really don't have to have 30 different recipes to have a healthy meal and so or to have a healthy week of meals. And so I think um, that's what I get more and more fired up every year is I'm more confident to present this info to people. Um, yeah, so on that note, we, we can go ahead and start talking about some of the results that I uh, was able to tally and we've kept um, we've tracked the progress of all the beach body challenge we've ever done. I keep them all on a spreadsheet on my, on my computer. And so I went back and calculated just the results over the last two years, um, just to kind of determine where we're at. And I wanted to break it down really by the points and determine, you know, um, how people got, how people's results fared depending on how many points they got. And like I said earlier, it was literally the more points they got, the better results they got across the board. Um, and so uh, we end up having 222 um, results that that uh, calculated from last year and this year. And so hopefully after this fall, Beach by Challenge will have over 300, um, which is a pretty good sample size. Um, on average, the, those people that turned it in, of the 222 people, they gained 0.37 pounds of muscle, lost 5.56 pounds of fat, and lost 2.2% body fat in six weeks. So they lost on average, um, you know, five and a half pounds of body fat and 2.2 pounds of body fat percent in six weeks, which might not seem like a ton, but if you do that three or four times in a given year, that's, you say you do that five times in a year, that's over 10% body fat. That's literally changing the, the landscape of your body. Um, and so that's that's pretty tremendous to be able to lose that much body fat and still um, put on muscle, uh, a little bit of muscle in the six-week time frame. You can't really emphasize enough when you don't lose muscle that while losing body fat, it means you're not eating enough to give your body the fuel that it needs. So it's having to use the fuel that's already on your body um, as your energy source. And to do that and not use muscle that's on your body as an energy source or to not lose muscle while you're eating in a deficit is the thing when it comes to nutrition. If you can do that, anyone, you can help anyone in the world. And that's what's so exciting about this is the variety of ages, um, fitness levels, uh, experience ranges of people who are able to achieve the exact same thing. They're losing fat without losing muscle that's where your body composition, that's where you keep the protective muscle on your joints and organs. That's where you keep your activity in the gym and you feel good when you're working out instead of feeling lethargic and without energy. And so that is like the hinging point of all these statistics is that it doesn't mean you're putting on five pounds of muscle. That would take a calorie surplus, right? You'd right. have to do more. You'd have to eat in excess in order to pad your body with muscle. But to lose fat and do that, I think is... It's the unicorn we we search for. And there's a lot of people nutrition. that say that you can't lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. And we have 222 people that have proven that you can. And um, it it's people say that because it's hard. It's a lot harder to lose weight while also gain, gaining or maintaining muscle because you you have to focus on your protein and you have to do um, strength training while you're doing it. It's it's really easy to lose a lot of weight in a short period of time. You just stop eating. I mean, it's really simple, but it's hard to put on muscle at the same time that you're losing body fat. And so that's why, you know, it's a lot harder to do it that way, but it's worth it because you're literally changing 
your the makeup of your body. And if you do it long enough, your metabolism is going to continue to rise because you're putting on more muscle. You're also, like you said, as you get older, you're going to have muscle that's going to protect your, your joints and your bones. And, you know, there's studies that show that the biggest indicator um, of how long people are going to live, I saw one study that was leg strength, another one was grip strength. It literally comes down to muscle because what what that's going to translate to is the number one reason that people go into like a nursing home or get bedridden is because they fall and break their hip or something like that. If you fall and you have muscle, that's going to keep you from breaking your hip. And that's a debilitating um, injury. If it keeps you from doing that, that's going to keep you living longer. And so it's also going to keep you be able to be active, be able to work out in the yard, play with your grandkids, all that type of stuff. If you have more muscle. And so muscle is the most important thing. And if you're doing something and you're losing weight, but you're sacrificing muscle to lose all this weight, you're setting yourself up for long-term failure and, and, you know, sickness and that type of thing. Yeah. It's hard, but it's not complicated. Um, and that's what I love about the black and white of the challenge is that, you know, we've set some parameters, we've set some tasks and these tasks, when you do them correctly, based on any numbers you look at here works. Um, interesting conversation I had with a client, uh, this morning, actually, um, or yesterday, sorry, uh, she came up to me and said uh, she did an in-body scan, um, and she said, you know, looking at some numbers that I saw online, I, it looks like I may need to have some more muscle as I get older um, because I don't want to be, uh, you know, at an age in 10 or 15 years where I fall and have a risk of a break or even in 20, 30 years to have a risk of a break. Um, and this is someone who's very athletic, this is someone who does a lot of physical activity, but uh, when you look at the overall numbers of, this, of the muscle, um, you know, in the next two decades, uh, this person could be at risk for, you know, falling and potentially breaking something. Um, and as active as this person is, it's like, well, let's not look at, uh, you know, your nutrition from a uh, athletic standpoint even. Let's look at it from a health standpoint. And so I think a lot of times uh, when we come in here to the gym, sometimes we can have our mindset fixated on, uh, the athletic standpoint of coming and working out. But what I think the beach body challenge does on a, on a grand scale for our whole community is helping us kind of hone in and realize that we're doing this for health um, we're doing this for our health and our fitness. And we're doing this so we can live, um, better lives. So we can spend more quality time with those that we love and doing what we love. And so whenever we're able to hone in some of these things that are not all that complicated, Man, it's just, it fires me up so much to be able to have those kind of conversations with people um, because they realize it's really not that complicated. It just takes a very focused and measurable effort. The crux of this whole program is to make something that seems so hard and complicated because there's a million people on Instagram and on TV talking about different types of ways to eat. And there's all these different documentaries saying you need to be vegan. You need to be um, paleo. You need to be um, only eat fat and you need to only eat carbs. You need to eat high protein. You know, there's a million different ways people talk about it. And what this is doing is simplifying it into, these are the six things I need to do every single day. And if I do them, I will change my body in a short period of time. And then if I continue to do them, my body will continue to change and I can change my body to whatever I want it to be. And that's one of the most freeing things to be able to know that you can change your body into whatever you want it. If I want to put on muscle, I can do that. If I want to lose fat, I can do that. If I need to lose 20 pounds, I can do that. If I want to put on 20 pounds, I can do that. 
you know, if you can take control of that, you have the, it takes so much pressure off yourself because you're not worried about what you're going to eat on a party on Saturday night because you know you can make some changes the, the next week and, um, and fix it. Or if you go on vacation for a week, you don't worry about what you eat on the week because you know you can, you can adjust your diet when you get back to make changes. And so it's such a freeing thing to know that you can adjust things to, to, to do that. People crave structure so much that people will literally create rules about anything. There is a certain diet for only eating protein. The carnivore diet is, and of course fat is going to come with that, but um, you've got keto, you've got carnivore, you've got paleo, people, intermittent fasting. Um, there Studies are coming out about intermittent fasting that it means absolutely nothing for your body except that you're restricting your calories. And you can do that eating all throughout the day and waking up in the middle of the night and eating if your calories are the same. So what we're finding is that people just by nature are our natural tendency is to need some structure and then we get the most freedom from that. And so when we, what we've tried to do is like what Hunter just said, we're trying to give people structure because that's what our natural tendency is to need. Because if you give us too much freedom, we're going to take advantage and we're going to gravitate and comfort is a magnet for us. Right. And so what our natural tendency is to go to the comfort and when we create structure, it helps us not have to make that decision. We don't have to sit there and weigh the pros and cons of going to a buffet or cooking at home because we know that we have some structure in place. And so by our natural tendencies to have structure and we actually get the most freedom from it. And that's kind of where we started the conversation that's most encouraging to me is people get done and they're like, it really wasn't that hard. I'm rolling with it again. I'm going to set another goal. And so for us, it just is, it comes down to like, people really love that a little bit of structure actually helps them experience freedom. Creating that structure is hard at first and just like in it, creating any habit is hard, but once it becomes a, a habit, it's easy. And that's the whole point of this is to try to create these things that you need to do every day and turn them into habits um, because then it's going to become easier. Uh, well, let's talk up, let's go over the, the results real quick and kind of break it down by points so people can kind of wrap their heads around it. I'm also going to write an article about this. It'll be out by the time this podcast is up. So you can kind of look in depth and see what to expect depending on how many points you get. Um, and then let's finish by talking about uh, a couple of changes we're adding to this fall beach body challenge as well. So um, like I said earlier, the average across the 222 people uh, that I calculated was they added 0.37 pounds of muscle, lost 5.56 pounds of fat, and lost 2.2% body fat. Um, what was really, really interesting to me, though, was the people that were 90% compliant and above. Okay, so 90% means they they um, only didn't get 25 points out of 250. So you just take out, they were around 225 points or more out of the 252 possible, so they're within 90%. These people gained on average 0.6 pounds of muscle lost on average 11.22 pounds of body fat and 4.19 percent body fat percent so if you think back to what i said on the average person that was almost twice as much uh, body fat lost and body fat percent loss and muscle gain in all three categories as the average person so the people that were 90 percent compliant had almost twice the results as everybody else did and so that's something that we're really learning about is that the last little bit of compliance that extra compliance that extra 10 percent of compliance can literally be twice as much um, progress and i thought that was fascinating because it's something that we've you know seen and talked about for a while but it literally is breaking down the numbers to show that that is the case if you really want to um, make progress 
it's that last little bit of compliance that's going to literally make all the progress for you. It's it's the so to translate that for what most people think about with diets is it's eliminating the one cheat meal of the entire week and getting double the results of all of your seven days yeah. of hard work. So it's like, you know what, if I'm going to go ahead and do six days of tracking my food and choosing good quality foods and avoiding some of the major pitfalls of my uh, tendencies when it comes to nutrition, I'm not going to get to Sunday and then go all in on a cheat meal just to earn another six days. What we're trying to say is like, if you can take that 80% and turn it into 90%, that 10% seems like a small choice, but it will double the result of what you're able to accomplish when it comes to your body composition. And we see it with exercise too. We talk about it in the gym all the time. Um, when we see people get that, get to that fourth day, get to that fifth day, they almost double their pro the speed of their progress with 10% more effort. So many people are so close to making progress and they just are teetering. Maybe they make a little bit of progress over an extended period of time and they're just teetering and frustrated because they're not making the progress and it can be that 10 percent it doesn't have to be much change that can make all the difference for them and we've had some people that have had some pretty spectacular results that we've been posting on our stories lately and across the board they're all saying uh when people ask them what they did different they're not saying they changed a whole lot they're saying okay i just quit drinking so much on the weekend i cut back to one drink on the weekend instead of four or five or i quit having cheat meals on this this given day that I was having and I just started eating cleaner instead of having a cheat meal maybe they have one cheat as opposed to five cheats or whatever it is it's but it's small changes because they're they were uh, most of them were already coming to the gym four or five six days a week and they're just making a few small tweaks but those little tweaks that last 10 percent literally was the difference between them making a little bit of progress and making twice as much progress the, the progress so here's another way to visualize it is you go six days and then you get to saturday night and you are you go all in on your cheat meal and alcohol well, the recovery process from that is multiple days. And so you've just taken your restful weekend where your body recovers and adapts from exercise. And instead of taking that recovery, you've just added more stress than the exercise was recovering from alcohol or recovering from, um, you know, a huge meal with tons of different, um, you know, processed foods and oils and a super high calorie influx and you've taken that poor sleep that you got on Saturday night and Sunday and then all of a sudden you went back straight to Monday where you're back to stress and so instead of using that time as an adaptation you've turned it into more stress and so now you're tying 12 days together that were all strain and no recovery and so for most people that little 10% it just increases their effectiveness of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday after the weekend. And, and so if you can string yeah. a couple of those together and push through and make better choices on the weekend, not only are you resting more, but now your Monday, Tuesday, thir Wednesday, Thursday, they're more effective. Your energy level in the gym is higher. Your energy level in terms of making good choices because mentally you're in a better space. All of those things multiply themselves. And when you see the exponential effect, that's where 10% creates double the results. Like I said, I'll, I'm going to post all these and break them down so people can read them further in, in, in our blog post on our website. But one other thing I wanted to touch on, and I thought this was interesting as well, is there's a decent amount of people who didn't turn points in 
and either they didn't track their points or they said, oh, I didn't feel the need to track my points because I was doing the, the things consistently. And the people that didn't turn points in got the worst results of anybody. They were below average. They they lost on average 4.12 pounds of body fat and 1.57% uh, percent body fat. So less, almost uh, one full percent less than the average. Okay, so they were below average. But these were people that were saying, I was doing it, I just didn't feel like I needed to keep track of my points. And so this is a good lesson for number one, this, this demonstrates exactly that people have bad recollection on things that they do if you know if you don't track if you're not writing it down you're going to think you did something more than you really did and number two if you're going to do a program do it all the way it's you know the point of this is for you to track the points if you're going to do it do it all the way or you're not going to get the results and so literally just by tracking points your points and turning those in you're going to do better than by not doing it does that make sense yeah here's what we know to be true is that uh Almost every single person in our gym is a very driven type individual or else we wouldn't be coming to the gym to do hard, challenging things. Okay. Uh, your Wednesday partner workout is nothing easy. Okay. Uh, these type of people, we're all type of people that we like to make the A. We like to pass. We like to feel the success of an accomplishment, even if it's a delayed accomplishment that we know we're putting in a little bit of short-term struggle for. And so... Uh, you know, if you're going to take the test, make the A, study yeah. for it, you know, show up on game day and, and, and knock it out of the park um, or else we're going to fall into this, this perpetual cycle. And, you know, we were having this conversation the other day. Sometimes we don't know that, you know, we're going down the wrong path until we till we we're already, you know, on it and we're really deep down it. Um, but sometimes it takes a little challenge like this to just open the eyes up and say, hey, you know what? For six weeks, I'm gonna just do it. I'm just going to shoot to make an A for six yeah. weeks after that. Here's what I, I'll tell most people that have a little bit of hesitation for signing up for the challenges. Tell yourself for six weeks, I'm going to make an A for six weeks. And at the end of that six weeks, do whatever you want to do. But here's what we know that's going to happen is you're going to create some good habits. You're going to be walking out of these six weeks with an A on your shoulder. And you're going to be like, you know what? Let's let's push this bad boy all the way to Thanksgiving. Let's push this bad boy all the way to Christmas. You know what? This is my lifestyle now. And now all of a sudden you're the type of person who looks at the world as I'm shooting to make an A. I'm not shooting just to skate That's by. That's right. That's right. If you're going to do it, and, and this this proves it, if you do it and you will do it with within 90% compliant, if you're at least 90% compliant, you're going to get tremendous results. You're going to lose over 10 pounds of body fat on average in six weeks. So Almost 12, almost two pounds of body fat a week is what people are averaging if they're at least 90% compliant. And we've had people that have lost seven plus percent body fat eight percent i think is the most we've ever seen eight percent body fat in six weeks that's crazy so um that's i mean i i really really like digging into the numbers because it just puts on paper across a large sample size exactly the things that we talk about and and shows um the importance of compliance and consistency um but let's wrap up before we move on to outside the box let's finish and kind of talk about a couple of changes uh that we're adding uh to the beach body challenge this fall um, Caleb, you want to talk about the, the things we're changing? Um, I, we're changing the cover, brand new cover, <laughs> uh, new, new logo, artwork, new All artwork right. there. Uh, no, what we're going to be doing is one, we don't have to make changes to it because it worked. 
And so we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. There will not be significant changes to it. And that's not because we're getting lazy. It's because that's the point is that there's nothing new when it comes to nutrition and what we know to be successful. Um, so there's no, there, we're not waiting to reveal some new magic formula that's going to make it easier to choose to not go through the drive-thru and choose to go home and, and prepare your food. Uh, but what we are going to do is try to use the success that other people have had and just try to give you some more creative ideas for um, making it easier to uh, transition into some real food. And so I'm not a big fan of recipes because I think they're a huge waste of time. I think that they're way more energy than you're getting in return. But we still can give you some of the ideas and things but that make I'm it successful. Give you some recipes. But here's <laughs> 10 so, that will work so, for you. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to use the term recipe, but it's not a recipe. It is it is real food. And here's a way that you might not have thought of to come up with mixing and matching very simple things that are going to make it to where it's, it tastes good. And so um, if there's a little bit of a hack that can save you from having to go through and filter through all of the quote-unquote healthy recipes that have uh, peanut butter and oats and dark chocolate and uh, a little bit of olive oil and some flour, you know, all the garbage that's out there, we want to just help simplify it. And so that's what we're going to try to add to that this year is let's take some of the folks who've been successful with this and let's see what were you eating and we're just going to put it in there as a suggestion but we're also going to make sure that you know that um, most of the time recipes are way more work than you're you have time for and also most of them aren't as healthy as they come out to see and just because the picture has some greens in it um, or it says high protein doesn't mean that it's healthy. And so we're going to try to simplify some of that for so you. So many people think that eating healthy means eating bad tasting food, and that's not the case. There's so many ways you can eat, eat things that taste really good that are also going to help you reach your goals. And it's not just, I have to sit down and eat broccoli all day, every day. Yeah, and it's also not, I need nine different flavor profiles for this bite of chicken. I think there's a, so much of that is just a waste of time. How many things can you possibly taste at once? And if you're going to go for something that tastes nine different unique ways you're probably going to go out to eat and you're not really worried about your nutrition at that point anyway it's probably an experience based time so for this six weeks we're going to try to give you some simple ways to mix and match food some ways to go to the store and buy food that's already cooked so you don't have to cook we want to save you time and we want it to not be a miserable process and so that's what we're going to try to add it will yes it'll have the word recipe most likely but uh i may try to come up with something better than that the other thing we're doing is because we want we want as many people to take part in this as possible because we see how much success people have when they do it is that we're offering uh, people who come for the bring a friend week and sign up by the end of the week. They're going to get a free entry into the beach body challenge because we want people to come and join and be able to just start straight in and, and have tremendous progress in six weeks. This is going to end the Monday of Thanksgiving. So hopefully it's going to give people a goal to be able to really, uh, work hard for six weeks and then go into Thanksgiving week feeling happy about where they are and also feeling confident that, you know, I can go and eat Thanksgiving food and come out on the other side and know what I need to do to be able to get right back on track following that because the holidays are really hard time for eating and we want people to be confident going into that. And then also the friend who uh, invited the person who came, if they sign up by the end of the week, they're also going to get a free entry. So this is a great opportunity for people to get some entries into the Beach Body Challenge and be able to do it. Um, the only thing they'll have to pay for is your, is your pro your bag of protein, but everything else is going to be free and you're going to get an opportunity to take part in something that has literally, 
taught you know countless people how to eat and a way of eating that they're able to keep for the rest of their life so um, we hope that you'll take advantage of that and if you are somebody who um, wants to participate in the Beachbody Challenge um, and is not a member then you have a great opportunity to come and join and jump straight into it and also if you listen to this and you live somewhere else and you want to take part in it we also have that option as well too so reach out to us so we can get you set up with it as well but we want as many people to be able to do this as we as they can because we see that it works we have over 200 people who on average are losing over five per, five pounds of body fat in six weeks and so we want that number to continue to go up because um, I saw a statistic somebody sent to me the other day, Mississippi, 40% of most Mississippi is obese, 40%. We're the worst in the state. We're getting worse every year. And we want to, in the country. In, in, uh, yeah. We're the worst in the state and in the, the worst world. in the country. Yeah, we are definitely the worst in the state. And we're trying, we're trying <laughs> to, we're trying to make a, we want to make a positive impact on that. And we want, want people to start, uh, reversing that trend. And so we're going to keep working towards that. So, uh, we want as many people to participate in this as we can. So any, anything else you guys want to add to the, uh, beach body challenge before we, uh, move on yeah i mean how cool would it be if uh you know you're somebody who had a relative or maybe a sibling or a friend or an aunt or an uncle that uh or all or all or literally <laughs> all of these things and uh not only did you bring it to bring a friend week to introduce them to your gym community uh but then you also set them up for success for the one thing that we know is going to help make the singular most impact uh on their health and fitness which is the beach body challenge and some of these tenants. So like, how cool would it be if, you know, you have someone that you cared for come in and their life was changed entirely. Not even if you're worried about yourself, someone, you know, for the whole bring a friend deal. I love this so much. Like this is going to be, I think the coolest thing in the entire world. How cool would it be? Yeah, how cool would it be? Tell us more. I'm so pumped cool about it. it. Like I'm so excited for the, the 50 people that come into Flowwood. You wow. hear that Flowwood? Uh, that come in and change, uh, change their life for beach body challenge. We so got, pumped. we got some work to do. I think the first one, we've got these boards up here. I don't know. Uh, that's uh, yeah, bring it on, Floyd. Yeah, bring them on, guys. Fifty's a minimum. Bring them on. Fifty's a minimum. Fifty's a minimum. All right, that's that's good. Uh, excited about this. Um, excited for another iteration of the Beach Body Challenge. Looking forward to uh, seeing a lot of people make tremendous progress leading into the holidays, and hopefully some people will show up um, and see some family members they hadn't seen in a while, and they'll say, "Wow, you've lost a lot of weight." And you're like. Yes, I have. Hey, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna enjoy the holidays more than ever you because will. you know that it is impossible for you in a couple days to undo the work that you've done for six weeks. That's right. Boom. And so you actually will enjoy it more, and you'll be able to relax and enjoy all the things that you love about the holidays more than you ever have in your life. That's good. All right, let's move on to uh, the next segment. Outside the box. Boom. So, nice. uh, what you guys got going on? Um, it's the start of fall, and I don't know about you, Caleb. Um. But or Hunter, I know Hunter, you're a big coffee guy. Tyler tried coffee? to wear pants the other day, and it I was way premature on that. This it week was, has uh, <laughs> granted at 4:30 in the morning, it was cool outside. Was okay. By uh, noon, it was not. Yeah. Were you wearing pants and drinking pumpkin spice coffee? All right, well, I was going to bring up coffee. Go to I'm not. <laughs> just do um, it. Just, do just it. go for it. Cups Southern pecan coffee is my absolute favorite, and a crisp, cool morning in the parking lot of Coyote Fitness with crisp. a. These free with ads, man. I'd set cool, the bar. I, I really messed warm, up last week. A hot cup of Southern Pecan coffee just absolutely makes my day. So uh, I'm excited for cooler weather and hot coffee. That's me. Wow. Sweet. Drop the mic. Um, so all this talk about running, I got roped into going to Memphis for the uh, St. Jude. Uh, we will be doing the half marathon, so we're not gonna. I'm not gonna steal Hunter's thunder here. Uh, you you couldn't finish anyway. So. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> 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 I 
wife is really, uh, Sarah's really into, uh, she's been starting to run and she's been like really putting in work. Like it has been amazing. It's been cool to see, but she's, uh, she's also wanted to try to set a goal, just a short-term goal that's something different. And so, uh, she's going to do the half and I told her I'd do it with her. So I'm just like in don't be embarrassed mode right now. Like do not like not be able to don't run cramp. with her. Yeah. Don't like need to back out and have to watch her just like take off uh in front of me. I want to be able to keep up with her. So uh that, get to we got roped in that we got roped into that one. So I'm gonna be able to watch Hunter and to testify to whether he makes it for the full marathon. I will f- I will finish. Okay. I will make it. He's uh, gonna be there. So uh, another on another running story. Um Last week, my wife had signed up to run this 5K for uh, Cheshire Abbey, which is uh, where we got our dog Rosie from. Uh, it's an animal rescue place, and, and um, Chrissy that runs it, uh, she actually rescued Rosie. And um, so we're, uh, you know, forever grateful for that. And so we wanted to support it, and uh, it was a 5K where it, they have, like, this $5 5K um, thing that they do at Trustmark Park, um, and then you can go watch the Mississippi Braves afterwards. And so – uh, we went and we, we she signed up she was going to do it and then the the girl she was going to do it ended up not being able to get off work so I, she she wrote me into it she asked me like five times and finally I said all right I'll go do it with you so I was like but we're gonna go slow you know we're gonna we're gonna run slow so we you know people have dogs and everything and it was fun and we took off running well I noticed before we started there was these girls on a high school track team out there and they were warming up taking it serious and so we get we're running we're running at a nice easy pace and then. I, I see we're slowly starting to creep up on these these track girls, and I was like, oh, man, Claire's going to want to beat these girls. <laughs> I just know it. And sure enough, like, she slowly started picking up speed, and then, like, next thing I know, we're, like, what are running, you doing? running at a nice <laughs> clip, and we, we, we ended up passing three of them, and um, – two of them got away but but we passed three of them and claire ended up setting a pr for 5k nice. and uh i was just like i finished it and, I, and she was like gas and i was like oh man that was a lot harder than i yeah. wanted it to be but it was really fun to uh to see that competitive nature in her come out and i knew i we, we didn't talk about it at the time but afterwards i was like you're trying to beat those girls were you she's like oh yeah i was <laughs> so it was, it was it was really funny but we had a good time and got to support a good cause and um we, uh, that's we, so funny because, uh, I, t- I think I told the story years ago, but when Sarah first started at the gym, she did the opposite of that. Someone started creeping up on her and she's like, if I start running harder, they're going to think I wanted to beat them. So she <laughs> slowed down and let them pass her so that she could, so she didn't have to be the one who was like doing that. So, uh, the killer instincts coming along though, oh, I yeah, think. So absolutely. we're trying to develop that. I, I've said this for a long time. Women are way more competitive than men are. They really are. And you see it in the gym all the time. And I can um, agree with that 100%. <laughs> and I was just there for a nice, easy jog and end up, Claire said, a PR on her 5K, so it was a lot of fun. Um, all right, well, that's a lot of running we got planning. And um, speaking of the uh, marathon, guys, um, we have a if, – if anybody is partaking in it, we have a St. Jude team, fundraiser team called Coyote Fitness. You can join the team if you're partaking in it. Um, I'm going to post a link, so if anybody wants to donate, they can donate to it as well. It's all going to a good good cause, and um, we'll be running that marathon or half. Hopefully, we'll have a good amount of Coyote people out there running, so it's going to be a lot of fun. First, first Saturday, December in Memphis. Um, okay, so last segment, recommends before we wrap it up. I'll uh, start, I, I started a, a TV show last night called Welcome to Wrexham. I was telling Caleb about this earlier. It is a documentary about... Um, that name, I can't... I don't like that name. It's too close to rectum. <laughs> so it's a city in Wales, 
and uh, Ryan Reynolds and um, Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm Rob McElhaney. They they go in and buy this, this, this soccer team. So basically, how it works in the Premier League is there's basically five professional levels, and the top four teams from each level every year um, move up to the next level, while the bottom four teams from each level move down. So you can get promoted or relegated. And this team's been in the fifth tier for like 13 years, and so their goal is to move it up. Uh, to the fourth tier but the fifth tier is the lowest professional level the guys are not making very much money but they are professionals and so they bought this team that was owned by the fans and so now they're trying to um you know move them up to the fourth level and so uh we we, we watched the first three episodes last night and it was really really funny and entertaining um but it's uh it's really interesting it's on hulu if you like soccer at all um, or if you like Ryan Reynolds is really funny. Rob McElhaney is really funny. They're both hilarious. See, so. I thought that was like a Ted Lasso. No, it's like, a, it's a documentary. Thing. I'm like, man, that's two things. So the fact that it's real. No, it's I'm real. They own the that. team, okay. and it's in Wales, and it's a small, small working class town in Wales, and um, the the fans are so excited, you know, that they bought it. But they take it's crazy how serious they take it. The, Fifth tier, yeah. they're they're watching it, living. You can tell they're living and dying by every every goal and whether the team makes the playoffs or not. So I would recommend it. it's on Hulu. Sweet. Um, I watched a comedy special on Netflix uh, by a guy named Shang Wang. Um, he is um, can't make it up. He's a guy I'd never heard of before, and I saw it on there. And we were literally just waiting to watch our show. We wanted to finish eating before we like watched um, watched one of our shows, and so I turned it on, and it was like it was perfect because it was something like. I, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes comedians, I think, can lose creativity with, like, vulgarity, and it just kind of makes it, like, it's just not funny. I don't know. But yeah. this guy, it was, like, creative. It was, he was hilarious. Uh, and so anyone that likes a good comedy special, sometimes it's hard to commit to it because you don't never know if you're going to turn it on. And it's just like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> what are they talking about? Like, it just, they go there. It was kind of a good mix. Like, it's real lighthearted. You can turn it on and, um, you know kids are running around it's not going to be anything that's offensive but uh shang wang give it a shot uh on the on the like that should be the name of it shang wang give it a shot give it a shot <laughs> give it a shot uh he's wearing like a yellow shirt long hair asian american guy so uh anyway that's my recommend shang wang cool I like that um something that uh i've been into um recently is uh cassie and i actually got baptized last weekend and so uh congrats thanks we're we're very excited about that and something that uh actually uh one of the members um recommended to me was uh the pine lake app itself has a read section under the pine lake app um and i was interested in just you know beginning a journey through reading the bible and so uh he actually recommended that i start with uh the john chapter john uh of the reading plan through john it kind of takes you through all of john through jesus's uh you know work and so it kind of starts um from the first of john and it has its reading and so uh for the next couple days uh next couple weeks i'm gonna be reading through that so pretty excited about that um to look at it um through an, through another lens um and so it's uh you know it's so far um very very informative i haven't really sat down and looked at the bible through the through the perspective that I am now. And so I really am enjoying that a lot. That's so awesome. That's my recommend. If you're interested in looking um, into the new Testament, that's a great place to start. Sweet. All right. Well, that's it. See you guys later.
the silky smooth sounds.